so we're recording are we yes we are now recording for some value of recording mow 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 scream yep welcome to southpaws episode 490 patio cast part boing yes and fuzz yeah i'm not touching you but i could if i wanted to because we are all out here on Shiva's patio in person. It is nice. Yeah, it is like 70 degrees outside. We've got our anti mosquito thingy going. They've got their hookahs, and I'm just here with occasionally Bo running up to wine. So you'll probably hear him at some point during the podcast coming giving up. Giving you and what for for not throwing the ball? How dare you? I'm not paying attention to him. How and dare I? No take not on only throw. not paying attention to him, not throwing the ball. That's your bigger crime. Yeah. I mean, he's got sticks. God, what good are you, Saffron? I'm just... Uh, he's got sticks? And he used to charge you extra at the vet for that. <laughs> Odd. Uh, so, yes. Well, neutering. We now charge by the testicles. Uh. <laughs> it's been a couple weeks. Um, we, had, we took last week off kind of just because... Because. Because we wanted to do a patio cast next, and then it was all stormy, and it was like, you know, let's just take a We are like, week we off. have this thing called the internet, but fuck it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes <laughs> life just makes it where you don't want to sit and try to be entertaining on a podcast. Well, so. it's also, quite frankly, it's like, I'm tired of the internet, and I want to see people in person. And That's very you true. Fuckers, so. <laughs> yeah. Like, as we begin to slowly emerge back out into the world, it's been nice to see people. Yesterday was one month since Panther got his vaccination, so we went out and did Benihana for lunch. We went oh, out really? and did the whole, they doing the whole little show with the egg and the spinny and all the bullshits, and they cook it in front of you. It's like watching somebody do a commission for you, except it's your lunch. Um, <laughs> and it was pretty busy, but not like super packed. And I didn't feel too concerned. Like, at the other end of our table, there was a middle-aged woman, her mother, and her, like, five-year-old daughter who was absolutely entranced. So it was very, very cute to see this little kid just be like, oh, wow, to see the dude doing all the little tricks with those tools. Mm. And, man, so much food. It was so good. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I was impressed by it. But it's like, I don't know, I've been dragged to Hibachi for a couple times now, so. Mm Mm-hmm. I still like it. The food's good, but I don't think I get quite the grab that the whole show. But we should probably introduce ourselves. Well, I'm Saverin. I'm Fuzzwolf. And I'm Shiva. Yeah. I would hope that this would not be someone's first episode, but you never know. Yeah, it might be. Somebody Um, might be coming into this late. Just for Panther, he hadn't done anything like that in over a year, almost. The last time we ate out was when Wolf and Horses Ghost came down for, like, a business trip, and we ended up going to Hard Eight in, like, May of last year. Like, and ever since then, we've been staying home, like, picking stuff up from drive throughs and eating at home. So, so, Panther likes Hibachi? I'm not sure where his palate falls in that, that. Yeah, that was his decision. He really likes it. Because there's one up in Frisco near his office slash old office they haven't decided what they're doing and like he doesn't report to anybody at that office anymore but Mm -hmm. his company owns the space so we'll see what happens um 
but yeah, like he he really wanted to do that, and he took the whole day off so that we could go and take our time, and it was really pleasant. And then we played video games, or he played video games, and then I watched we watched the last two episodes of Shadow and Bone, oh, the isn't that adaptation good? of the YA novel on Netflix. I bought the book so I could read it. Nice. I haven't watched it I, yet. I think I'm going to start though. Well, then we won't talk about it yet. But your your homework. <laughs> is to watch it between now and next week so we can talk about it and not spoiler it for you. Okay. So, it's really so, cool, though. It, it's really good. Like, I love the universe. It's very, like, pre-Soviet Russia vibes. Mm. So it, I'm digging it. Yeah. Saverin's been talking about how good it is just Plus, in a general term, and I've been like, okay, I should there's, check it out. There's a cute gay character. Yes. Oh, well. I'm He's in. very cute mm-hmm. and very and gay. And sassy. He's yeah. a good character. Um, and, like... This particular author who did it, she's put out almost a book a year since she first published her first book in 2012. So there's, like, the three books in the Shadow and Bone series, then, like, there's two-part series that is, like, accompanies it. And she's written a couple other things, too. So she's fairly prolific, but it's some YA novel that came out in 2012 I never heard of. You know, like many YA novels, you know. Yeah. I love the... I don't know what nationality the actress is. I think Indian... I love uh, her. Inej? Yeah. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, I love her. In fact, that whole, like, crew, that, that crew, side of yeah. the story, I dig that side of the story. Kaz, Jesper, and Inej. Mm-hmm. Those are, like, I was watching it for them. I mean, I like the other side with, like, the main hero and everything else, but I dig those three. Yeah. So, I, I kind of want to see where they go, because... And they really, it would be very bad of Netflix if they don't decide to do the other two books in the series, because they did the first book. I don't know if they even finished the first book, or if they, I'll, I'll tell you when I get to the end of the novel exactly okay. how much of the first book that they did, yeah, or if there's like, even more to harvest out of that one. Yeah, because it, it looked like, from watching it, without being familiar with the material, like it looks like they covered about a book's worth of content. So I've got, I'm about five chapters in, and there's no mention of that other crew yet. Like, they haven't come into it at all, where the... The show, they're there almost from right from the beginning. No. So I don't know if that's something they added or if they put like a slice from another book and drag it forward. Well, also consider like the Expanse yeah. series. Yeah, like Sarala doesn't show up till like mm-hmm. book two or three, right? Yeah, and she's, and she's fucking she's... magical. We finally finished that. Oh, hell yeah. And you want to, I could see when converting to a TV show. You want to introduce your strong characters, like, fairly early to hook viewers. I mean, I fell in love with her later in the Expanse books, I, so I am all about them dragging it forward. They came up with something great, so bring her in earlier. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to the, the trio, the rogue trio, like, if they didn't introduce them, you would have Arkin in, like, one episode. Yeah. When he's, like, a cute little dude for, like, five episodes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, Shadow and Bone is really good. Grab Tyrion, grab Ajax, sit their asses down on the couch and say, watch this. And hopefully the, all three of you will stay hooked because it is really good. They're about an hour long each. I think yeah, and then like eight the last episodes. Ep- yeah, there's eight episodes, and the last episode's like 45 minutes. But mm. yeah, it's really good. Um, but we'd been alternating watching that and going back to watch Community, which is from 2009. And, uh, oof. Some of the jokes don't hold up, but otherwise, it's very—it's generally a very funny show. Um, Watch much of it? Never watched it. It's one of like Dan Harmon prior to him working on uh, Rick and Morty, and so like, oh, Bo can be under the table. No, it's just—he was like sniffing your shoes. Well, yeah. Your shoes smell good. My shoes smell like Adam. 
So, but now my shoes will smell like bow and And Adam you will, will get the Grand Inquisition when you get home. I will get the full, full you inspection. You will get sniffed yep. from head to toe. Where have you been? Who have you been petting? Oh, Why are you cheating on me with this other dog? It's so funny because he like he stands on his little hind legs and sniffs as high as he can. He's like, how dare you? <laughs> I thought I was your one and only. Back in July of last year when I went and saw Wolf and Horses Ghosts, like, and they have their critters, he was just so offended the whole day I was I came back. Like, oh, how fucking dare you? How come, dare you? Come home you? smelling like horses and goats. Huskies. Yeah. And yeah, wolves it's like... and horses ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't go by horses ghosts anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, just, I'm just going by their old name because I'm not going to say their real names, you know? Yeah. I'll have him update me on his uh, pseudonym. Yeah. Because, you know, don't don't work with the, the furry dead name. That's not cool. But yeah, it's, just, it's nice to get back to some sense of normalcy. Like, going out and walking at Addison Circle and, you know, just catching Pokemon. Like, yeah, you give people a wide berth, but you don't have to feel like, oh, God, is someone going to cough on me? Yep. Um, the the other thing, though, so a friend of mine needed a ride to go get his second COVID shot. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. You know, I'm like, he was like, yo, dude, I need a ride. Do you do this for me? I'm like, oh, fuck. Hell yeah, dude, absolutely. And so I took him out there. uh middle grand prairie we were like literally first in line that morning we got there super early and they got him right through shot boom got him back home no problem but then i was like you know what i'm gonna go test myself i'm gonna go to bucky's now we've talked about bucky's in the past in the show it is the truck stop to end all truck stops mm-hmm. it's texas culture it is and i hadn't been since like july of la- june or july of last year from my last road trip out and you know, vaxxed and waxed, I got my mask. I don't have a lot to fear. But there were so goddamn many people there. Oh my god. How many of them were masked? Almost done? Maybe half or less. Speaking, I got something after this. And so, I I, I got my kolaches, I got my cookies, I got my beaver nuggets, I bought a t-shirt. I spent 30 fucking dollars at Bucky's because you can't leave without at least getting some beaver nuggets in a soda. I mean, you can't forget the beaver nuggets. They are a sin. They are like Captain Crunch that does not cut up your mouth i have like a i think i've still got a partial bag in there and it's your fault i found well your fault in that you are genetically related to your parents so i met your parents because of you they're the ones that told me about beaver nuggets and you know that was pretty much cracked so i had to try it this once and now i can't leave bucky's without getting fucking beaver nuggets like i bring them as gifts to people if i'm traveling out of state because they're just something i mean they're, they're just like corn puffs with like this really good honey and buttery flavor, and they're super tasty. They taste like Captain Crunch. But when you start eating them, you just want to keep eating them, so they're really not good to have around because you'll just eat the whole bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it was nice to go back and have a little bit of normalcy, but there was actually, I kind of hit my limit in that brief period that I was inside the Bucky's. So like, I need to go out and do more basically exposure therapy, as it were. To be to being around crowds because like I've gone out to some malls like I did some dead mall photography at a local mall after my dentisting one morning mm-hmm. and then I went out to Northeast Mall which is in Hearst which is it's not very dead it's about seventy five percent occupancy which is actually doing pretty good all things considered mm-hmm. yeah. um, and I didn't have too much of a problem there it was like a midday thing during the week so it wasn't on the weekend but like. I haven't decided I'm going to really, you know, 
be tough and go out to like grapevine mills or parks because those are the really busy malls. Ah, you leave those alone. Aww. Sorry, dog was stealing a stick. Sorry, Bo. <laughs> he, he runs over to me like. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. You're, I'm not the one that yelled at you. Yeah. All right. I'm, so if you want to. No, that's fine. I'll, I'll. I remember. I edit this. Um, <laughs> what? But yeah, like it's just you're censoring our speech. One of those things <laughs> yes, where wisely so. Once we get back to having conventions, it's going to be a challenge, and I know that this is going to be a problem for a lot of us. Just like being around people outside our circle, even after yeah, and and of course that's only for those of us that have like been sequestered for a year. Like, there's a lot of us that had to work retail and shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I do we not... We were even, lucky that we could. Yeah, we were very privileged that we didn't have to, like, go out in public for nearly a year. But, like, it's just going to be a real readjustment period for some people. And I think even, like, people that had to work fa- public-facing jobs, like, they're not... You know, they're busy in dealing with people at a grocery store, but that's a different than, like, going to, like, a convention from people all over the country. Yeah, you know? and, like, a sea of 5,000 people versus, you know... You know, whatever assholes got to go get their taco seasoning or whatever at the Kroger. Speaking of at the Kroger, there was my bullshit last week. So Kroger had brisket on sale. Uh huh. I ordered it through pickup. Did not get it. It's like okay. Um. So like last Friday night, I'm like, okay guys, it is eleven o'clock at night. Kroger is open till one. Is probably fucking dead. Let's go see if we can find a brisket. So we head around. The, there's one like right around the corner. It's like two miles away. It's not far. Went into there and it was, as expected, dead. Just no one there. And the people who were there, like some cashiers, a couple stock guys, a couple of customers, not a ton. Everybody masked. Everybody keeping apart. Good. You know, it was perfect, but they had no brisket. So we decided, well, there's another one not far off. It's it's just north in Castle Hills. I guess you could get by my tone. It did not go as well there. Yeah. You walk up. So Castle Hills, for those who don't know, is a very ritzy, ritzy place just, you know, nearby where it's a lot of new developments, you know, mini ma- mansions and places, you know. It's a lot more affluent, where my area is where a lot of older neighborhoods that were probably built in the 60s and 70s were aged, but... You know, a little Still very bit sh- firmly middle class. Yeah, but, you know, whereas up there is very upper middle class and people who don't think their shit don't stink. So, go up to Castle Hills, you know, Kroger, and I was like, oh, look, there's a sign on the door that says fast required. Okay, go inside. No, the employees either had them down, not covering their noses, or were not wearing them at all. To all the customers, you had maybe about a 50-50 chance of them wearing it or wearing it correctly. So, I mean, I could see the cl- customer clientele. The customer clientele, they are affluent. You don't want to pick a fight with them. Okay. That I can see because they, they're they pretty much the rich and titled white people that you think of. Karen Central. Yeah, they're Karen Central. But the employees not wearing it? That's yeah, that's upper, weird. That's upper management not giving a fuck. Yeah. That's upper management not enforcing it. So it's like one Kroger, beautiful. I felt safe. Everything's felt great. And then you go into the other one and it's completely different whatever. They had brisket, so I got two briskets. On the plus side, the brisket was masked. <laughs> the brisket was cryovac Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> 
So I got one 20-pound brisket, and I smoke-grilled it on Monday. Um, I got another one in the fridge that I need to put in brine to make corned beef with. I need to do that, like, tomorrow after work. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it, just the polar opposite between one store. Everybody's good. Everybody's complying. And then the other where, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Well, and, I mean, and it really does depend, I guess, on... I guess maybe they think, oh, well, I can afford it if I get sick. Because, like, I went out to Town Talk um, in Fort Worth uh, with my mom. And, like, the all the employees were masked up. And, like, most of the people shopping there were, too. So, like, you know, I didn't feel too bad going there and getting all the stuff I got. But, yeah, yes. at least the Kroger down by me, the people stay masked up there. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know the Target is really enforcing it still their employees i don't have to go into the target very often but if i do you know it it i don't know if it's just oh i live in a rich area i'm gonna be an asshole or it's a management thing or but it's like, not real or at least the places that i tend to go inside people still have them but i mean this is texas so and, and the thing is the whole you know I, i'm rich i can afford it the thing is is that you really can't because no matter what money you have in the world you know if you get it you know the the lung damage some of that's so far permanent there's yep. no money in the world that will get you new lung you know so you really can't afford it which is one reason why i've been so anal about it because you know my lungs are shit as it is and i know your lungs are the same yeah. i i'm more scared of i'm scared of dying yes but i'm also really frightened of the long-term damage that's what's as yeah. much to me as dying and like a hospitalization even if I survive, there's going to be shit afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I've said I've gone to these malls, like, I go inside, I'm still masked up, and I'm not lingering near any more person. Like, when I went to the shops at Willow Bend, it was pre-opening, and the only people there were, like, elderly mall walkers, and they all had their masks on. Because... And I kept well away from them, you know, just for courtesy's sake. So I didn't feel too bad wandering through and taking some very desolate photos. Yeah, I did not realize that that was Willow Bend. I thought you had gone out to one of the other half-dead malls. Oh, no. Last time I was in Willow Bend, it was still pretty busy. Basically, when they lost the Apple Store there. Oh, they lost the Apple Store? Oh, yeah, I think I did hear about that. Yeah, they lost that the Apple Store. That was literally the only reason I ever went yeah, to Willow Yeah, back when Sarah ran Apple products, that's the only reason we went into Apple, you know, into Willow Bend. Yeah. It has something to do with those, both Willowbend and Stonebriar, being in areas subject to the Eastern Court of Texas jurisdiction, um, because a lot of patent trolls go out of, like, Tyler and shit, and if you don't do business in that jurisdiction, you can't be sued there by patent trolls. Really? Yeah, it's it's some dumb shit, but there's a shop, huh. there's an Apple store at Galleria. Huh. Um, did not realize that. Yeah, it, it's some legal bullshit, but like... Patent trolls are fucking trash. Uh, Stonebriar, it was actually kind of fucked up because the thing that replaced the Apple Store was an Amazon store. Why would... What What does that even serve? Why would you go to an Amazon store? Was it an Amazon bookstore? No, it's just Amazon, like, here's some of our top products on shelves that you can go into a store, but it's Amazon branded. Okay. And don't actually keep anything in stock. You just scan the QR code and order it from the website. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, at I'm least... I'm joking. I don't know if that's actually the I case. I mean, you probably I mean, could do that. Could I wouldn't mind being able to walk in and lay hands on something and turn it over and see if it's you know feels like it's made of quality materials before I drop money on it. Yeah. And if it did take, just scan the QR code and have it primed to me. Okay. 
at least I'd like to be able to see a product. Yeah. But yeah. See if it feels like made of cheap plastic. But right. With it makes sense. Panther not being in office and we don't go to our gym way the fuck out near McKinney anymore because we weren't going to a gym for a year and his company stopped doing their deal where you got a really discounted rate so our like per month oh, was so doubling no did mm. you just cancel that membership oh yeah, yeah. we canceled yeah. it oh. what is oh is that June a bug just oh. grab it and oh. toss it no I don't touch bugs <sighs> <laughs> buzz you pussy there fuck I off I am it's just a June bug. They're like I, nature's they're kamikaze. Dumb. I don't like bugs, okay? <laughs> they're so dumb and useless, and I don't know how they live except by sheer... They just come constantly. And yeah. Like they just breed. They make so many babies that they... Because, my God, I've seen them land on a lit hookah coal in the past. <laughs> yep. No, seriously. They The burner where I was lighting coals, they were cherry red. One landed right on top of it. Like, boink. It's like... You are a dumb motherfucker. Now you're an ex-motherfucker. Yeah. This looks like a good place to die. <laughs> I mean, this thing's the size of a fucking, like, con in its shell. Just bumping around all the lights and everything. Like, it's gonna... Oh, watch out, Fuzz. Okay, it fucked off into the dark, it just, but it, it... It just fell on the ground. It kind of turned upside down it, and fell. It, it was going... It got near his hat, though. Yeah. Let's see if I could fly upside down. Nope. nope. God, June bugs are so fucking useless. The the fun of doing an outdoor podcast is like just randomly yelping because a bug landed on your head. (laughs) But yeah, like I have no reason to go up that way anymore, so I don't even know what that mall's up to. Which one, Stonebriar? Stonebriar. I mean, that was that would be the one that we used to hit up the most. Sometimes the Galleria, but Stonebriar had a couple shops that we really liked: Earthbound, you know, the Godiva Chocolate Shop. If we were going to go putter around a mall. It was usually Stonebriar. Yeah, I would go to e- either Galleria or Grave Mills because they have good, basically they're and Polka Stops. Well, there's more Polka Stops at Grave Mills, but like Galleria has a good amount, but it, it's a long mall. So mm-hmm. once you do all three floors, you can get a good, a good little walk in. You're like, oh, I've got to close my fucking rings on my watch. Better, you know, put on a podcast and start walking. Long mall is long, <sighs> but like if, if I need to go do Polka Stops, you know indoors I'll uh, go to grab a mills but that's also a really good place in the summer you know presumably later this year mm-hmm. like when they're doing Pokemon Go community days and people want to go out to do stuff you want to go to a place that's air conditioned right yeah and not go to Addison Circle which is not because it's a park <laughs> well one day all of the parks will be air conditioned because we'll all be living under domes because it won't be safe to breathe outside yep and we're gonna have ourselves the future from travelers somehow <laughs> yep where we had to go back in time to stop a, f- a future that was such a good show i really enjoyed that show it was, was a it, like good three find. seasons but it, it wrapped up really yeah it had a good wrap up netflix does have some good uh foreign language stuff and now Travelers was Canadian, so not foreign language, but like uh, shows Ooh, like this weird foreign country. What's this language they're speaking? English. We speak American. This is foreign to us. Well, I was going to say uh, <laughs> the French language Lupin. Yes, that is a good show. Also, <laughs> and the other French language show Zone Blanc or Black Spot, which Zone Blanc is white zone where they call it black spot but they have the same meaning in the uh, different languages where it's basically a dead zone right okay because it's about a creepy little town in the f- middle of the northern french woods that has no cell reception and weird shit happens mm-hmm. hmm. 
Um, it's a neat show. But Travelers, you know, it, it's English and not American. <laughs> oh, uh, no. No. I watch too much anime to care through the years. I, I Now, I will say, I've... I've watched a lot of anime. I'm usually, and I do subtitles because I don't know the dubs get underneath my skin. So I am used dubstep. I got mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so I am used to reading my show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Siam has. I'll have to look up the name of it. It was some Chinese one with Mandarin, and the problem is, is that I read fast. But Mandarin is so patter 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 patter. It just and like the the subtitles are flying. Was it the was it a puppet show? No, no, oh. it's a really super pretty animated one. I don't know oh. what not anime because it's from China, but it counts. You know, not traditional animation like Looney Tunes, but it is so it's so pretty. I want to watch it, but I have to read and it goes so fast. I can't even. Because I'm used to kind of glancing at the words, snapshotting, and then watching the, yeah. the, the motion. Because, But it goes so fast. I can't even. And, you know, even for watching as much anime as I had, I know some of the inflections and common words. So I don't even have to, you know, I can get pick up some of the gifts. No, this thing is so fast. Plus, it's kind of really shitty subtitles. Have you seen it where whenever they choose whatever font that they use and it's like not well it needs like an outline or something to pull it out from the background. Oh, so, so it's some it fan subgroup stuff. Yeah, it needs yeah. A, a black outer glow, probably with 100% opacity. And a drop size, shadow. About three. Yeah. No, you don't want to do a drop shadow on that because then that would blend into the rest of the words and make it more difficult. As it's sorry. <laughs> you, you, you have opinions about print, but same idea. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, they really need better font, and you know, it's just it's so fast. If you want to watch something that's uh, in Chinese, that's uh, a completely unique show, you should totally watch Thunderbolt Fantasy. Mm-hmm. It is a Taiwanese-Japanese co-pro, Chinese language, subtitled in English, and it's a traditional like puppet animated puppet show with like CG embellishment. Neat. And it is the coolest shit that you have not seen. Hmm. Like. It, it seems like a goofy idea, but they make it... Think of, like, all the drama and, like, extra waviness of, like, a Power Ranger-style show mm-hmm. or a Common Rider show, but mm-hmm. done with very pretty puppets. You, you like shadow puppets? That kind of, like, puppet puppets? Puppet puppets. Oh. Like, Cause it, it's really hard to describe like it. Old, like a Jerry Anderson show? I'll show you, the, I'll show you a trailer... Um, later because it's just a cool ass show and there's two seasons okay. and a third season's coming out soon. Have you seen, you see no I mean by shadow puppets like the very traditional Chinese theater shadow puppets. I yeah. love that one. So it's like, huh, somebody's doing that. But, you know, I love, you know, like good puppets too. Yeah, it's very very unique and like I love being able to talk up to that show because it's just it's it's not one of a kind because it's a very popular style of show in Taiwan mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. China proper. But like we never get it. Yeah. And we only got this one because it's a Taiwanese-Japanese co-production that oh. then got this license picked up for distribution in the U.S. See, that's what I like about Netflix. Like, I've been able to see, like, a lot of movies and TV shows from different countries that are subbed or dubbed. And it's really cool seeing these stories told from 
a different point of view mm-hmm. than what I'm used to. Uh, there's one I was going to mention. There's a movie called Space Sweepers. Have you guys seen that? No. no. It is a Korean science fiction film. Hmm. Um, it's on Netflix. It's really good. It takes place in a ultra-capitalist future mm-hmm. where, you know, most most people are poor. And the, the space sweepers basically make a living sweeping through and picking up salvage mm-hmm. uh, in space. And uh, it's got some twists and turns in it. It's got a neat droid character in it. It was really cool. Um, is it animated, live action? This is live action. Mm. Yeah. So I'd, I'd definitely check that out. Um, there's another one that's uh, a science fiction film. It's less bright and interesting to look at in that way. But it is also it's very well shot. It's called The Platform. Hmm. It's either French or Italian. And it's about this like prison-like system where you you wake up and you're on a floor, in, in uh, of like a building, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a one cellmate, and every day this and there's like a hole in the floor and a hole in the ceiling, and you can see like the people below you, mm-hmm. but there's this platform that descends through the floor and it stops your floor and has food on it and the it only stays for like a set period of time and you have to like eat as much as you can because it only comes every day and after like three days you move to another floor and if you're on the lower floors this this beautifully laid out buffet of food is is fucking picked over and gone so the people on the upper floors, they're getting the, like the filet mignon and the caviar and the really nice shit. And then as it goes further and further down, and the, the one guy figures it's like if we can get everyone to agree to just take what they need to survive for that day, then there will be enough for X number of levels like what they've told them the number of levels is Mm -hmm. but he's working with people that are like they're just very much in survival mode so they're very much like no i've got to fucking fatten myself up now while i'm on level seven because three days from now i could wake up on level 73 and basically starve for three days um, uh-huh. And it, it, it does become a, a prison break, and there's a whole other concept around it. But and that's French or Italian. I can't remember which country it is, but it's it's also really good. Mm. You should definitely check that out. I've watched some of the Chinese animation, like CGI, mm-hmm. like Pixar, that kind, mm-hmm. and some of the traditional Chinese tales and such. Oh, and some of those are really good. So what's unfortunate, though, is sometimes there are shows that just never get to Netflix, and you literally cannot get them outside of, like, New Zealand. So what mm. we do in the shadows, the the movie, 2014. Yeah, yeah. So there was, there's a show called Wellington Paranormal. I've uh-huh. got it. Well, shit, I need to get it from you then. Because <laughs> Panther and I have wanted to watch that. And it's okay. It's okay. not great. So I how does it relate it. to what we do in the shadows? So it's like a spinoff? Have you seen the original movie, What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. Okay. So they have the the cops who encounter the werewolf dude in the park. Then they come into the house and goes, you know, guys, you can't do this. This is a fire hazard, you know. It's like when the guy gets smushed downstairs and they're like... You know, looking around with a flashlight. It's those cops. Oh, okay. Yeah, and right. it, they, they spun it off into, like, a, a, a little, silly, a buddy, silly cop. buddy cop show mm-hmm. dealing with paranormal stuff around, right. like, the stuff like what we do in the shadows. And 
Panther was thinking about that the other day, and we were looking at any way to try to find it, and the only ways you do is, like, get a Region 3 DVD or something of it, so... <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be good TV, Shiva. We watched a lot of bullshit in our time. I mean, we watched all of the Arrowverse bullshit all the way to the end. Like, I, our I, tolerance is what was pretty low. Cape shit? Cape shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, did you guys see the 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 big trailer that Marvel put out for Phase 4? Yeah. Um, so it's really good. So it's like three and a half minutes long, and like the first half of it is all about like kind of the legacy of where they've been and who all these characters are. Mm-hmm. And, and then the latter half of it is just... Screen cap of the logo of this film, the date, date that it comes out, and they fucking drop the release date of like 10 films or something like that going into like 2023, 2024. And they're just like, here's our slate. And I saw a, a, a tweet where someone was like, Marvel, here's 10 films going through 2023. And this is DC. Well, we have the Snyder Cut in 4K. Fuck you. Oh, what was I? I did see the one for uh, the next Spider-Man, like, Can't Go Home or something like, like that. Like, No Way Home, I think no it way was. Oh, okay. And yeah. it, it was, like, a very tongue-in-cheek. Like, you see the actors coming out of, like, a, a casting, whatever. It's like, they didn't tell us anything. It's like, you always ruin stuff. You always, you know. You oh, know. they're giving Tom Holland shit about yeah, all the about spoiling spoiler. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, you, you see, and they kind of walk by a poster board and it gives, like, the name and stuff like that. It's like, man, they never tell me anything. It's like, because you keep spoiling it. Yeah, like, <laughs> nice. Yeah, this One's is Doctor new... Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to like, that one. Um, some Dude in the Tin Rings, which is like a kung The Fu Legend one. of Shang-Chi, I yeah. think it is. Yes. Um, the sequel the Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah, um, like it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with that. And I love the name Wakanda Forever because that was like um, what T'Chaka said, you know, Wakanda Forever when they went fighting in a Endgame mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like it's a really good name. Yeah, so like there's no Comic Con thing to drop all this shit at, so we're just going to put it on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, and the first one was Black Widow. Black Widow is actually going to hit the theaters this summer. And now that I'm vaccinated, Mm -hmm. you know, I might go and see it, especially if they're still doing social distancing at the theater. see it at some weird... You know, I kind of wanted to go see the fucking Mortal Kombat movie. Because I know you had talked about wanting to see it, but maybe we could just, like, take a... Take a free trial of uh, HBO Max or whatever and watch it together or something like that. Because I watched the original Mortal Kombat movie a long-ass time ago. Yeah, I love With that. Raul Julia? Or was that Street Fighter? No, 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 that was Street Fighter. Mortal um, uh, Kombat had the guy from Highlander. Oh, it. right, right, right. Yeah, as is, is Raiden. And the early CG that looked good at the time but now looks like ass. And the puppet Goro. What was, the, what was his even accent? I can't remember where he was from. The guy who played from Highlander. He didn't sound Scottish. He sounded something. But yeah, And he was and supposed to be some, like, Southeast Asian god in Mortal Kombat. Christopher Lambert. Yeah. We're not well-versed in, like, not whitewashing things. Well, I mean, plus, like, we're talking about a movie that was made in, like, 95, 96. Yeah. Like, yeah. right when, around the same time as the original Mortal Kombat came out, they were like, we gotta get cracking on this, Mortal Monday. And, a, and a, for Far From the Roots, at least it's not Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a Blu-ray that we made of that for the UK, never came out in the US. 
I never saw that movie. Really? Yeah. So bad. So long as you don't actually think of it as Mario Brothers, it's special in its own horrific way. I need to see it, because I've never seen Mario Brothers either. Yeah. And I've heard it's like an experience, you know? (laughs) It's an experience, all right. So uh, so anyway, uh, Christopher Lambert was uh, born in New York. um, It says he is an American French actor. Oh, I can kind of see French. He's got some accent going on there. Maybe I can maybe see a little bit French. I guess. Yeah. I, don't know. I just re- remember this that one part as Raiden where he's talking about how it'll be like you know a duel to the death. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> he just gets really excited about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like. I've seen plenty of garbage movies, and so, like, I'm not too concerned. I'm not, like, a lore nerd for Mortal Kombat. I mean, they're up to the 11th game in the series at this point, and Mm -hmm. they've rebooted it, like, four times. It doesn't matter. I heard it was really gory, this version of it. Yeah, and, like, they do fatalities, and they're like, we gotta bring in some, like, B and C list characters to kill off. So tonight's episode's gonna be a little short, guys, because it's already past 10 o'clock. We we got together, and we got here at, like, what, 6 or? Or so 6:30 But we were just like faffing about and talking and hanging out. We're like, you know, we should get around to recording some shit. Like, and we've had some technical difficulties that are yeah. going to require some editing. Like, getting back in the back the in the groove of things of doing stuff in person and then like doing the setup. But hey, the setup works after a year in storage. The the iPod that's our emergency backups powered back on and is recording and has been recording the entire time so there's not like this huge gap of silence in the middle there <laughs> for when we had to take a quick break um so basically what you're getting is going to be a very edited pared down version of the episode and that's fine and we're sorry if it's a little weirdly jumpy in part like yeah. we said we had technical difficulties we... and we're still getting used to this again but hey we're recording an episode together there's who good noises it's like hanging out with your your friends on the patio don't get all parasocial with us but you know it's nice <laughs> um, and hopefully it made me feel like I was there sniffing your hair well hopefully next week we'll have more to talk about does this hair smell nice? Um, have I, you sniffed it? Oh, it smells like tea tree I, I did shower before I came over here cause use, how very nice use of you use his mane and tail Actually, no, I use um, uh, sulfate-free stuff because it's better for my hair. I have used mane and tail in the past. It's very funny if you're like a brony. Yes. Because it's like, haha, mane and tail. I bought some because I heard it was good, and then I saw another thing that said it was actually bad, and now I'm like, oh. So I just went back to the tea tree. Yeah. Don't you know that everything is good is now bad, and everything bad is now worse? Yeah, I hear you can like <laughs> like make a living like writing articles like, well, actually, that thing that you've loved is actually shit. Actually, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting nerds mad on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff—it's you know, the American way. <laughs> but hopefully, you know, next week we'll be a little bit more structured if we get to do this again in person, and I don't, you know, like drop dead or something. Hopefully not. So. <laughs> You cannot find me on Twitter right now. Like, you can find me on Twitter at Savern Drake, but I'm basically normie posting. And you get a picture of Adam a day because I'm trying really hard to not pick fights on Twitter.com. You should just slowly slip gradually into, like, posting boomer memes and shit just see if anybody notices. To be like, all right, I'm going to just lean into... Grab, like, a meme from five years ago and slap it in Middle-aged Facebook posting. <laughs> yeah, I've just discovered this... We are middle-aged. 
I know. Like, and be like, oh, I just want a grill for God's sake. I've just discovered this amusing video with badgers and snakes. Look at this kitten. It's so funny. Oh, no. What is this bonsai kitten thing? That one, I don't even know. That was from, like, 2001. Yeah. It, it's oh, old. okay. Wow. Yeah. I it was, was one of the first, like, photo minute things that people thought was real. And, like, oh, my God. These people are growing kittens in glass jars. Oh, I think I... Yeah, they were... No, no, like, the cube-shaped one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that now. And that's, like, an ancient, like, something awful meme from, like, 2001. Yeah, wow, you actually had to remind me of that. Like, I probably saw it back then. Yeah, but so, Jesus. you never know. I might just lean into being... There's this cute dancing old. baby. Have you seen it? <laughs> God. <laughs> it always creeped me out. Yeah. Well, I mean, did. it was 90s CG. Yeah. So, like, they yeah. could only do so much. I mean, consider what the humans look like in fucking Toy Story 1. <laughs> I remember, remember at the time, like. like, reviews of it are like... This new CG animated technology works great for the toys because they're supposed to look plastic, but it's really not there with human characters. Or the yet. dog. But we've come so far, so. Yeah. Oh, they could remake the Polar Express. <laughs> but then we use our new CGI technology to make shit like Lion King, and we just go backwards into Uncanny Valley. Well, no, then you get things like uh, the new Ratchet and Clank game that has, like, all the fur and shit. Oh, the man, Rivet. I, I, that's perfect name for her. She looks so cool. Yeah, I I love that there's tweets of the devs being like, "Yeah, we've 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 totally made her hot." It's like we knew what we were like, getting into. Okay. <laughs> Lean into it. Yep. Yeah, because you can't stop us. I mean, hell, I mean, sexy animal people been around for forever. You saw that like meme that went through that uh, that animator's name who always like to suddenly oh Tex Avery yeah he's like you're not ready for it now but your kids are gonna love it yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, the, it's been going on for a long yeah, ass time the cross dressing bugs art or the well no this is like where it, it goes from a lamb and then suddenly stands up on its back legs and oh. starts doing a strip show because it right. was doing rotoscope yeah. stuff off of human actors oh and so they were just sexy cartoon people and there was that uh thing that going around twitter it was like four words or less how you became a furry and one of them was like sexy mouse stripper with the picture of the character from Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, mm. Miss Kitty would do that. And uh, <laughs> Boozy Badger's mate QM quote tweeted it and just titled it Nazis. <laughs> and, and he replied, "It was like you had like three more words to elaborate, and that's what you went with." So she read mouse. No, no, no uh, the, the they Nazi got fandom. into the fandom because of the whole sovereign citizen thing. Oh, and Furcon, okay. And that's when Boozy found out about the fandom and, then and they wrote an article into about it, really it. Hard, and has uh, been here ever since. Mm-hmm. Right, right. They've got quite a following now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, guys, uh, so where can people buy your books, Fuzz? At furplanet.com. And. BadDogBooks.com and at Furdu in Australia this weekend. There will be a dealer's table. Uh, they're actually having a con. They're actually having a con in Australia where they were like, they, they were good Christians and didn't get COVID. Uh, but because we're a sinful nation, we cannot have furry conventions anymore, ever. Uh, but you can buy our books at the Furry Con in Australia. And um, not just our books, um, uh, 
JFR Coats, our uh, contact down there, who's a dealer, has ordered books from Goal and Rabbit Valley and Sofa Wolf and, and some other like indie books and stuff. And I, I don't even know all what publishers he's he's ordered from, but he posted actual... a picture of the table and it was like a bunch of stuff. So if you're in Australia and you happen to hear this um, before the con, if not, I'm sorry, you just missed a con but i think it's kind of cool like hey there's a con and there's right, a deal is this room. like the first furry con of the year i don't think it had happened on any other country either yeah i think it is that's kind of a a neat feather to put in their cap of the first returning furry con yep now the first one that happens in the u.s is going to be big too the other news on that was that so uh, furry delphia was going to have a like I think they were going for a limited in-person slash virtual kind of hybrid model but then apparently the governor of Philadelphia has has lifted a lot of the restrictions so I haven't checked their Twitter in the last couple days to see if they've made an update but they're like they posted like we're aware of the governor's order we need to talk to all of our partners i.e. the hotel venue and all that stuff but i mean that might actually be a full con there's like uh, i mean with things opening up furry is going to have to either a run or b fold because we're getting to the point where if with hotel contracts that if if you don't run you're out you're liable for fees and either a you have the money you bankrupt yourself or b you don't have the money and you still bankrupt yourself and they still want their cut Yep. So let me give you a quick rundown here, because this is honestly like the latter part of the year here is starting to get r- quite packed with cons that are, at this moment, technically still happening. So like in August, first weekend, Megaplex. Second weekend, Philadelphia, in, which is in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Stratosphere, which is in Houston, Texas. Third weekend, Denver, which is in... I, I probably don't need to say it. Denver. Indie FurCon is apparently technically still happening. I don't think they've updated their Twitter or anything recently. Fourth weekend, Furry Siesta here in Dallas. First weekend of September, Method Furmy in North Mississippi. And Tales and Tornadoes FurCon in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Weekend after that, Furry Migration in Minneapolis. At six weekends in a row with one or two furry cons a weekend. That's going to be a lot of play for a lot of limited funds. Goodness. And so, I mean, it's yeah. really spread out, but yeah. That's... It's, a, it's a real question of, like, well, what is it? which ones will actually happen. Will there be changes in local enforcement that opens them up or shuts them down? It could go either way. So who knows? Like, it's a real packed schedule for, like, six weeks there. Well, Siestas, I mean, we're competing with Mephit, who's semi-regional to us, and um, Tales and Tornadoes, which is also semi-regional. I mean, they're the weekend after, but yeah. yeah like There's still only so much money and so much PTO to go around. I think Siesta is definitely going to pull in um, all the locals that, that feel that it's safe to attend. It's It's a real question of... Will these first cons be massively attended because there hasn't been a furry con in over a year? Or will they be very cautiously attended because people either have not been able to get vaccinated yet or are not quite comfortable being in a crowded convention space? So it's really hard to say. I, I don't remember 
remember if I mentioned this on the podcast last week, but Tyrion was listening to uh, Dan Savage talk about this, as to how human society has reacted to post-pandemic periods in the past. And basically, what his summation of it was, welcome to the whoring 20s. Mm-hmm. And Tyrion and I had joked that fucking furry cons are going to be bacchanalia when they come back. They're going to be off the chain. Which, as con staff, we got control. Because the hotels are not going to have any sense of of humor about us destroying their venues. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just worried about some of these larger hotels that, like, the amount of lube used will, like, affect their grounding Mm -hmm. on the ground. And, uh, like the Hyatt could just slide into the Trinity River. Suddenly all the drains are blocked by semen. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's going to be a compocalypse. Thank you, Fuzz, for bringing some levity into the last part of the show. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why I'm here. I- I'm yeah. curious to see how it'll play out, and I'm scared with how it will play out, because I'm afraid that people are going to go a little bit crazy a little too soon, and not, you know, socially It's going to be some, like, freshman parties out of the house for the first time in a year 18 years good lord just yeah. still be safe you know that's all i'll say it's like we have this great advantage in the furry community when it comes to masks in that they are a great excuse for artists to make a new product with their art and sell it so there are so many cool looking masks that you can low budget fursuit and have a character muzzle on your face mm-hmm. like there's no reason not to keep masks on at furry conventions. And also, this is something that we've talked about just continuing to do going forward as a fantastic way to cut down on con crud. Mm-hmm. And as people who are at like six to eight to ten conventions a year... You get a lot of crud. Like, or I get exposed to a lot of crud. I only got sick once last year and that was the first time in a while so i guess i was i've been exposed to a lot of different strains before that but you know yeah we have a lot of opportunities to meet interesting and new viruses Mm -hmm. and you know especially for dealers that dealers and staff who interact with so much of the convention attendees um yeah wear masks protect yourself and i think you should have antibacterial gel at your dealer's table anyway because cash is fucking filthy yep pre-covid we would have the cold go around we'd have flu Mm -hmm. um norovirus hit siesta one year Um, oh yeah yeah that was awful and hopefully just with all this people are more cognizant about you know just in general, good hygiene. Wash your How hands. germ spread. Yeah, and mm. so hopefully, just after all this, if nothing else, mm-hmm. we'll have less concrud because people are more cognizant about how shit works. Yeah, and it's maybe raised awareness of how easy it is to spread a virus around. And even if that virus isn't COVID, you know, even if it's just a cold and it's concrud, it's hell, like... norovirus is nasty as hell. It spreads like mad. Yeah, you do not want to take a week off of work because you cannot stop pooping. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's norovirus and or vomiting. I think yeah, it, it affects it, both it does both. It is miserable. It, it's in... like, you think a cold is bad, at least you can take some, some NyQuil, pass the fuck out for a couple of days. Norovirus, you're shitting and barfing all over the place and feeling like trash the entire time. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't, you don't want to deal with that shit and vomit. Yeah, so, so you know, keep I, I don't want to end the podcast on shit and vomit, though, because that is not my fetish. I, 
no, no, no. Savern just finished up the podcast with a dog kiss. <laughs> Slurry. Oh. Hi, Bo. Bo's been getting in all kinds of trouble tonight. Yep. He's just so happy to see us. So, yeah, we should wrap this up because, you know, this will be like a short episode, probably 45 minutes or so, all things considered. But you know what? We're back in this. <laughs> Hi, Bo. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, give us <laughs> an a woo, Bo, before we, before we sign off for tonight. He mostly just fusses. Yeah. Yes, hi. Yes, hi. your dog. <laughs> <laughs> he he's the the secret fourth member of the cast here. Yeah. So, on that note, good night and buy books. <laughs>